Talking Broncos with Mile High Sports' Cody Rourke on the Jim Davis Show. And a special appearance with Mile High Sports Radio's Cody Rourke. Normally joins us every Wednesday. Cody, how you doing? How was the trip to Chicago? It was good, Jim. Had to reset a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's good to be back home, back in the swing of things, and uh, good to be talking with you. And a lot to talk about. Let's start out. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack today. Vance Joseph, according to all reports, will be the Broncos' next defensive coordinator. Not the first time the Broncos have brought back a fired head coach to be their defensive coordinator. They did that with Wade Phillips as well, which uh, turned into a nice situation with a Super Bowl 50 victory. But uh, your thoughts on first up, he's going, with Rex Ryan, it seemed like he was the favorite. They, they talked to Chris Richard. They talked to a lot of different guys, Matt Patricia. Why Vance Joseph? considering how things have gone in Arizona, at least the, the numbers that laid, would make you question that a little bit. Well, I, I think it's kind of a multifaceted kind of uh, approach situation here. You know, looking at uh, all the other candidates, you know, the initial report came out that Rex Ryan was the favorite, but that honestly came from Rex Ryan's agent, and it wasn't necessarily something that came directly from the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos literally are not letting anything. Like, they're not telling anybody anything. We, that's very, very clear now with Sean Payton and George Payton and how they're operating. But, you know, with all the guys that they talked to, I, I think it's fair to say, like, we all knew that Vic Fangio was the, the first choice, was the, the first option that Sean Payton had hoped for. But obviously for Vic, it was a situation where the previous dynamic, you know, just being barely a year removed from being fired, like going back there was an awkward thing for him. He didn't feel like it was the right move for him. He went to Miami. Um, and then from that point, the Broncos focused their attention on several other candidates. You know, with Vance Joseph, I think for what I've seen from him in Arizona, you know, in 2021, their defense was playing really well. And they were generating a lot of takeaways. They were getting pressure, sacking the quarterback. And it, it all got overlooked by their disappointing finish to the season where, you know, Kyler Murray and the offense sputtered and they lost to the Rams in the wild card round there. But uh, Vance was in consideration for head coaching jobs after that year. Now, last year, I think that there was just there was a lot of things going on in Arizona. You know, I think outside of how bad the offense was, I mean, we talked about how bad Denver's offense was. The Cardinals' offense is one of the worst in the NFL as well. But defensively, they were decimated by injuries in the secondary, at linebacker. Uh, you know, the front office failed to address the loss of Chandler Jones opposite, you know, at the edge rusher position. And I think a lot of that really impacted, you know, what they were able to do. Um, you know, I think that while we can all look at those things and say, okay, well, hey, Vance Joseph didn't work out in Denver's first time. Why is he coming back here? But Sean Payton has the belief that he's the right man for the job out of everybody he's interviewed. And I know for a lot of fans of Broncos country, they're like, I don't see it. I don't get it. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see why Sean Payton did that. Yeah, Broncos ranked sixth in defensive EPA, expect points added, when he was in Denver. And there's a lot of injuries, uh, you know, as, as you referenced uh, when he was there. But they ranked tenth. The, the Cardinals did an EPA from 2020 to 2021, and of course, 2021 they were in the playoffs, as you referenced. So I mean, there were there were moments there. There's it seems like it, it is such a mixed bag with him. There there are some good numbers and there's some bad numbers. Where in terms of total defense, they dropped to the, the bottom half of the league this last season. And 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 just the the way things, I think a lot of it is it's through the lens, Cody of. He was a terrible head coach in Denver, and how and 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 how can be how can he come back and be the, the kind of guy that can lead this defense, which was you know a top ten defense this year. A lot of people love to Jiro Vero, 
I just yeah, Broncos fans, I think they're still looking at him as a head coach. It is a different situation this time around with Sean Payton there. Yeah, and and you know what? I, I think for for Vance, him not burning any bridges. You know, when he got fired from Denver, he could have very well said, you know, because it was a dysfunctional time in Denver. Yeah, he was very classy about it. Yeah, I I thought he was very classy. One hundred percent, all the way classy about it. You know, it's a good example of why you know you just never you never burn any bridges. You know, when you're in the coaching world, because when you're up for a job, you know, it's an entirely new regime now in Denver than when Vance was previously here, which I think is also a good thing, but. Uh, you know, I, at the end of the day, can he take the Broncos' defense, what they were able to do last year, can he maximize it even further, right? Can we? Can he get after the quarterback? I think an interesting thing to note here is that even when Vance was here in Denver, I mean, the Broncos were getting after quarterbacks. You know, you, 2018 Vance's last year, you had Han Miller and you had Bradley Chubb. They both combined for 26.5 sacks, two double-digit sack leaders there uh, in the National Football League. And then for, since then, like, the Broncos haven't had great sack production in the last couple of years. And they didn't have a double-digit sack leader at all last year, you know. And so for Vance Joseph, he's got to come in and, you know, you got to hope that Randy Gregory can stay healthy. But you got to be able to utilize what Randy Gregory, Baron Browning, and some of these other guys can do. And for me, I think you have guys in the back end of the secondary. I think with Justin Simmons, I think with Patrick Sertan, Damari Mathis. I think you have pieces to do a lot of things maybe you weren't able to previously do, probably a lot more man coverage in certain situations. But, you know, this is one I felt like probably was the best hire because Rex Ryan hasn't been in the game for a long, long time. He he wasn't even in the NFL when Patrick Mahomes first came in. So how how are you going to adjust and, and coach a defense when you haven't coached or actively game planned against how the offensive game has evolved in the NFL in the last eight years? To me... That was also something that stood out to me, why I didn't think Rex Ryan was probably going to be the guy at all. So now they're rocking with Vance Joseph. And for Sean Payton, you know, he's assembling his staff shortly, uh, you know, shortly but surely. Cody Rourke with us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Broncos blitzed uh, the league's fifth highest rate last year. And something you already referenced that in regard to Vance Joseph, you know, Denver was productive when he was there in terms of getting to the quarterback, but he's not known for bringing pressure. And could we see that change a little? You know, coaches don't tend to change their philosophy, but could we see that philosophical change happen with Vance Joseph in regard to maybe bringing more pressure with this group? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think you have to look at, okay, hey, here's what our personnel can do best, right? And you look at guys like Alex Singleton, if you bring him back, Josie Jewell. Denver had a lot of success when blitzing those guys. They were able to get after quarterbacks and make the pocket a little uneasy for guys, you know, a big question is going to be, is Draymond Jones going to come back for the Broncos this year? Are they going to re-sign him or extend him to a contract? Are they going to let him walk? Are they going to place a franchise tag on him? Can DJ Jones stay healthy this season? Outside of that, you have to really hope, and you're going to be banking on a defensive end, especially even if you lose Draymond. Like You're going to be banking on Matt Henningsen and Yoma Uazarike to really step up. And, you know, I think with Vance Joseph now being the D.C., let's say Draymond departs, I think Denver takes a look at Zach Allen, member of the Arizona Cardinals defense who's set to become a free agent. But, I mean, there's so many different questions approaching this offseason. You know, while I think there are plenty about the offense, I think there are plenty about the defense as well, which makes things even more intriguing with free agency coming up. Your thoughts about Davis Webb being the quarterback coach? Because my colleague, Mr. Franzen, is losing his mind about this way more than Vance Joseph. I hate it. I absolutely you, you, hate it. Your thought about Davis, why Davis Webb? I know the Bills were interested in him being a quarterback coach for Josh Allen. 
He decided to go ahead and, and play another year in the league with the Giants. Why Davis Webb at the age of 28? Yeah, so I initially I was like, why? You're like, this doesn't make any sense. But n- n- the more I start to see it, the more I realize it. Sean Payton is going to have a major say in a lot of things that Russell Wilson does. He's going to be working a lot with Russell Wilson. So for a guy who's coming in as a player, and, and obviously for a guy like Webb, like he's been talked about for the last three or four years as a guy who's probably going to be a coach when he's done playing. And now this is the case, going straight from being a player to now being a coach. I, I, he's young. He's t- I mean, he's younger than me, you know, by a couple of months here, Jim. So uh, for me, it's it's definitely interesting to see. And you're like, why? You know, you're gonna have a 28-year-old guy work with a 34-year-old quarterback, and, and you know, a guy that doesn't have a, you know a lot of NFL experience outside of being on some teams, some practice squads, and only having one career start, which came last year. The bigger question I ha- have is like, Sean Payton is going to do a lot of coaching and mentorship not only just for players but also for a coach like Webb you know so I think what better way to get a start in the NFL as we've seen than investing in guys who have played I know that was a major emphasis in some of the interviews that the Broncos were conducting outside of guys who just coached they also wanted to look at guys who coached but who have also played the game at a high level and that's what they're doing with Webb. They're also doing that with Zach Banjo, who's coming over from the Arizona Cardinals as the assistant special teams guy. He's going to get to work and learn from Ben Kotwika, who's got a lot of experience. But also, he's going to learn a lot from Mike Westhoff, which will help him as a young coach continue to grow and develop. I, it's unorthodox, and it's certainly a risky move, but I can see why Sean Payton's doing it. I'm not mad at it, but... You know, at the end of the year, you have to say, are the, are the you know results going to show that it was a good move? We'll have to wait and see. We have the question about the, the, the Russ scandal coming up in a moment. I want to ask you about that. But I want to kind of wrap up our, our discussion about coaches for this team. Joe Lombardi, Chargers offensive coordinator, who's worked with Sean Payton before. This could be the third time, I believe, that, that Joe would work with Sean if he's hired. Might possibly maybe be the offensive coordinator uh, what are you hearing about Joe Lombardi joining the Broncos staff? Yeah, so from what I know right now, he doesn't have an official designated title just yet. That's at least public knowledge. You know, he's going to have an offensive role. I'm not sure if it's going to be as offensive corner. I'm not sure if it's going to be as a senior offensive assistant, um, someone that's going to be useful there. I know they also have a couple of offensive quality controls. We know Logan Kilgore, uh, who also coached Arch Manning at Newman High School. Uh, he's going to be on the staff, to my knowledge. But at right now, it's not a, it's not known what Joe Lombardi is going to be doing. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the offensive coordinator. But I mean, the fact that it was announced that he's on staff, but no title just yet, goes to tell me he may have a bigger role than that. Well, I Sports Radio's Cody Rourke with us today on the Team Sports Network. A couple of other hires we want to mention that uh, the Broncos fired Greg Minuski to be their uh, inside linebackers coach. Scott's been in the league, played in the league for a long time, played with Washington, was uh, with Washington and the Chargers during his career. Uh, actually, I assume he was at uh, Kansas City as well as a player, but longtime linebacker coach. And then Michael Wilhoyt will be the outside linebackers coach. So another guy that's played in the league at the linebacking position. To, uh, to experienced guys, both as players, but also as coaches as well. Yeah, you know, with Minuski, he's a former defensive coordinator in the NFL, more recently spent time with the Minnesota Vikings as a linebacker coach for them. He's now coming over as a trusted guy for Sean Payton. And then you look at, uh, you know, Will Hoyt, you know, he played the, he played, you know, very in the NFL special teams guy, played linebacker. Uh, and also for him, too, when he left his, you know, days as a player, he got into coaching. 
He was an assistant initially for Sean Payton, and he grew into a defensive assistant for Sean Payton in 2019 and 2020 and has been getting some valuable experience uh, the last couple of years. So he's ready to step into a little bit of an elevated position. I'm curious to see how it all pans out because, you know, an outside linebacker, you have a lot of questions. You know, how can you develop a guy like Nick Benito even further while still having Randy Gregory and Baron Browning as your starting projected outside backers? How does Jonathan Cooper play into this consideration? What about Jacob Martin? Uh, you know, do the Broncos need to go on free agency, get another edge rusher or the NFL draft? I mean, there's so many questions about this position. I'm not, you know, I think for me, outside linebacker is definitely a question, considering you do have a young and not as experienced coach there coaching it, but Burt Watts was only a, you know, has only coached the NFL two years, and he's now entering his third year with Carolina. Thought he did a really good job with that position group specifically last year. So, you know, there's a reason. Like I said, Sean Payton has, has gone through this whole process methodically. It's taken some time. I think some moves definitely people question, like, huh, I don't know what, why they're going with this guy, but Payton has a plan. And, look, I think Broncos fans just have to trust the process right now and wait to see how things play out. Your thoughts in comparison to last coaching staff, because we're excited about the youth and everything coming in. This is a little bit of a mixture. It does lean a little more veteran, obviously. But I guess just your initial reaction to who is who comprises the staff for Sean Payton? Um, not necessarily. I'm I'm just I'd say I'm probably more relieved that Marcus Dixon and Christian Parker are returning. I felt yeah. like those were two non-negotiables. You needed to find a way to keep these two guys on staff. I think Marcus Dixon's done a tremendous job with the defensive line. I think Christian Parker just even like getting to know him, watching him coach and teach. I'm a DB guy. And talking to Broncos DBs, God, he's, he's a great coach. He's well-regarded. And he's also he, his name has been put on a list you know, around NFL league circles about him being a potential coordinator in the next two to three years. So for him, his name is going to continue to rise. And what he's done with that secondary has been impressive. Um, so for me, I, wouldn't, I would say that's the biggest thing I'm probably relieved about about Sean Payton's coaching staff is knowing that you're going to have these two guys on staff still. Yeah, Christian Parker, no doubt. He's. I know you speak very highly of him. And and who knows, hopefully it doesn't turn into break glass in case of emergency, but maybe Christian Parker takes over the defense if things don't go well with, with Vance Joseph. There was some talk that maybe you know, Minuski could be that guy as well. Let's just hope it works with Vance, right? He seems like a nice guy. Everybody deserves another opportunity, and let, let's hope it, it works out for Vance Joseph. I, I want to wrap it up, Cody, with the story that's in The Athletic about Russell Wilson trying to get the Seahawks ownership to fire Pete Carroll and general manager John Schneider. Just your, your, your thoughts on that story. His, Russ's team, obviously, they're, they're denying that, that he ever tried to do that. Yeah, and, and Russ obviously came out on social media today and, and said, you know, the opposite, that he never did that. And, you know, that's kind of out of character. Like, we never see Russell Wilson kind of respond to things on social media like that. You know, I just, for me, you know, there's some things that were in that article that were true that we've, that we've known about. Like, you know, right. we've known he's had the office. We've known that certain players are like, ah, I don't know why he has that. But then, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of the players that I've spoken to personally have said, like, yeah, he's always the first guy in the building. He's always the last lead. Like, he spends so much time at the facility, and he's, he's putting in work. Like, that's the thing. So, like, I, I can't knock him for that. Um, I just feel like we're at this point now. I feel like every week we wake up and there's some brand new Russell Wilson slander going about. It's like, all right, he's not in Seattle anymore. We, we already know a lot of things that happened there. It was not a very 
um, good split for them. It was, you know, they, they wanted to mutually part ways, but it was ugly. And it was, in the public perception, Russ wanting to get out of Seattle. And sure, you know, maybe he wanted to do certain things differently. You know, one thing he asked for, I remember, was having some input on, you know, hey, like the offensive line, like he's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL throughout his career. And this past year obviously didn't help with him being sacked 55 times. Um, but, you know, he wanted some say in, in the way that they were doing some things. And I think every quarterback has that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has done that. Peyton Manning has done that. I mean, Peyton Manning pretty much ran the Broncos offense in 2013 and told Adam Gase, have your game plan on my desk on Tuesday. Like, that was how Peyton Manning was. But, you know, when you're winning, Jim, nobody cares. When you're losing, it becomes a sore subject. And I just, I, I think people just need to move on from the Russell Wilson slander and smear campaign. We get it. He had a rough year. He had an awful year. He played terribly. Everybody can acknowledge that. But at what point do these reports come out where it becomes, you know, where, you know, it's becoming more personal now? It's almost like every week people are trying to assassinate the character of Russell Wilson. I don't get it, Jim. I've had great interactions with him. I've sat down with him, and I just asked him how he's doing. Just in general, I'm not talking football, but good human being. I just don't understand where all the smear keeps coming from because the Seattle chapter is over. People right. Move on. Like that's that's my biggest thing. Move yeah. the hell on. Yeah. Look, is he is he a goofy Tommy tryhard kind nerdy kind of guy? Yeah, he is. All of us are to one degree or another. I think it, you know, but for the most part, I think he's a he's a a caring guy. I think he's a well intentioned guy, and you're right. I think every week it's now let's find let's find some other piece of poo to fling at Russell Wilson to talk about what a bad guy he was in Seattle. It didn't work out. It was a bad relationship. Everybody wanted it to to come to an end, and now everybody, you know, I agree with you. It's time to move on. Let's get off the back of Russell Wilson. Okay, hey Cody, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on today. Catch uh, Cody Rourke, Mile High Sports Radio, weekday afternoons on Mile High Sports Radio. You can go to uh, their website and stream it there as well. Read his articles. Great stuff always on the Broncos from Cody Rourke. Cody, appreciate it. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you guys. Go Tigers. All right. There's Cody Rourke. Take a break. We'll come.